Hey guys, before we got into this week's podcast, I just wanted to share some fun things going on with True North. We just had our first base camp of the year a couple of weeks ago at the end of January, and we had incredible breakthrough for so many men. We even had a pastor at camp that has a master's in theology through seminary. He's been a lead pastor for several churches of several different denominations for over 20 years, and he could not believe that he had never been taught what he learned at base camp that weekend. He experienced true freedom and a very real Jesus in that camp. And if that sounds like something you're missing in your life, now is absolutely the time to sign up for base camp. So we've got a bunch coming up. Uh, base camp Spring Valley Ranch in Yucca at the end of this month, February 23rd through 26th. Uh, Yucca, Oklahoma is up there by Grand Lake. It's just south of there. Uh, so short, uh, pretty close to the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. Um, base camp in Cleburne, Texas. So this is our second camp in Texas. Had an incredible turnout for it at the end of last year. That will be March 30th through April 2nd. That's a Thursday evening through Sunday morning. Uh, that camp is southwest of Fort Worth, about 30 minutes. Um, then you've got base camp at Circle M Lodge in Stratford, Oklahoma, which is south of the metro, about an hour of Oklahoma City. Sorry, um, and then April 27th through 30th is that camp. And if you guys like good food, and that's really important to you, that's the camp to go to, Base Camp Circle M Lodge. Incredible food um, and just incredible host. And then the very next weekend, we're at Base Camp at Camp Wow in Stewart, Oklahoma, which is east of Oklahoma City, about two hours. That'll be May 4th through the 7th. Um, that camp is a little bit more of a budget-friendly camp, um, so invite all your friends and uh, and get to that one. Then we've got base camp going to Iowa. Yeah, that's right. That's our first ever Iowa base camp. We had a group of guys come down front to our Kansas camp from the Des Moines, Iowa Life Church, and they were so fired up that they said, hey, we're going to do this up in Iowa whether you guys come or not. So we decided that we would bring base camp to them and partner with those guys. Really excited to start that one. That one will be May 18th through the 21st. If you have friends or family up in that area, we would love for you to help us get that one started. Um, it's The camp will be just south of Des Moines. I believe it's about a 30-minute drive south of there. Um, so join us in trying to build True North Iowa um, we're really excited about that. That one will be a little bit different. Um, Thursday, we will be going, starting at 4.30 in the afternoon, um, and we'll have a couple sessions that afternoon in the evening, and we will be finishing everything up by Saturday night, uh, and so people will be dismissed. You will have the option to still stay Saturday night and leave Sunday morning, but all of our programming will be done by Saturday night. So that's just a little bit different than our normal camps here in Oklahoma and Texas. Um, so, yeah, that's the announcements we have. We really hope that you pray and consider joining us for one of these events. And uh, we look forward to seeing you there. And right now, let's uh, join the True North Podcast as we have Randy Ransom from Church Under the Bridge join us. 
Welcome back to the True North Podcast. My name is James McKenzie, and today I've got Trey Dixon with me. Trey, how's it going, man? Man, it's going great, James. How are you? I'm doing really good. We've got a really special guest, uh, a guy that is just, I mean, the hands and feet of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Trey, would you like to tell us more about him? Man, so I'm so excited for this one um, because this is something that actually deeply impacted my life and our home church group just a couple of months ago. And so Randy Ransom with a ministry called Church Under the Bridge, and honestly, everything in me right now, like I just want to explain it. I want to tell you what it is. I, yeah. want, to, I want to share what our group um, went through and did, but I'm having to bite my tongue. Yeah. Um, so just know it's coming, everyone. But I want to introduce Randy Ransom. And so Randy, welcome. And share with us a little bit about you and how you even got involved with Church Under the Bridge or how it came about. Sure. Um, me, I'm just an ordinary guy. Uh, nothing special about me. Nothing special about my life leading up to this. Uh, you know, I, I did struggle with uh, uh, drug addiction. I've struggled with sexual impurity and immorality. And welcome to the group. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all the shame involved in that. Yeah. And and so a few years ago, when my wonderful wife. Um, a very godly woman, you know, we struggled, she struggled too, um, felt called by God to, like you said, be the hands and feet of Jesus. Get out there at what we like to call ground zero and bring the people Jesus. Yeah, You know, there's so many people bringing them a meal. There's so many people mm -hmm. that are bringing them clothes and, you know, bottled water in the summer, but, you know, bring them the living water that, that mm -hmm. Jesus tells us about. And so she had this vision and of course I thought she was crazy and no <laughs> doubt she was, mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, we went and we kept going back. We, we, you know, the first week it was, it was so cold. I mean, just one of the most bitter February days I can remember. Mm. And, uh, we went out there with our kids, five kids at the time. Um, and we set up a table, and we had potato chips and hot dogs and socks. And people were stopping as they drove by offering us blankets because we looked like we were just suffering. And, <laughs> and we were suffering. Yeah, that's it was, right. It was, it, was, it was miserable, but God, God worked in that. And um, Now, can we back up real quick? Absolutely. So explain to everyone listening what exactly is Church Under the Bridge? Because they're, they're hearing you saying that you're setting sure. up a table with socks and hot dogs, which sounds really, that's the worst church ever, yes. um, <laughs> unless it's very intentional. Sure. And has it's like, I've never been to that church. So explain what exactly is Church Under the Bridge? What do you guys do? So it, it kind of evolved from that into we set up, a full church service under the bridge in downtown Oklahoma City. So right under I forty, right the, under the old I forty or the old I forty. Yes, yeah. yes, it's uh, the Crosstown, I believe now. Okay, but yep. um, but yes, that's it. We we have you know sixty or eighty chairs in a trailer along with the sound system. We pull up to this dusty, dirty, you know, trash blowing by people yep. with tents and sleeping up here. And we pull up with hope, we pull up with tables, we pull up with chairs, we pull up with a sound system, and we have a full-blown church service every Sunday under there. Wow. So. Man, that in, that's, it is a full-blown church service. So 
our home church group, you know, one of our guys had served with you before, had been there, was telling us about it, and we were like, you know, okay, well, this is something we all, and here's the thing, we're all suburbanites. Uh, I mean, just being real honest, here we are kind of in the suburbs, but we, we had a draw, and we're like, we knew that this was a good thing. And so we go down exactly what you said. We pull up, and I'm like, where is it? And he's like, well, it's right there. And all I'm seeing is literally just an underpass of a, of a highway. And I'm going, well, what do we do? You know, I mean, what? that's not how, and, and all of a sudden this truck and the trailer pull up. And like you said, you guys have tables, the chairs, sound system. Guy came out with a keyboard, starts playing worship music. Um, you know, our group we had paid that was kind of sponsoring it. So we brought the food and had food catered. And all of a sudden, within a matter of hours, people just started coming, homeless people, like out of the woodwork. And I mean, we started talking to people. One guy said he had walked from four, I think he said it was almost five miles away because this was his church, and to come in and have a meal. And literally, like you were saying, where this underpass was, way up above in the very top, it was almost like a little apartment. They had tarps up there. They had their stuff up there. There was people literally living right up at the very top, and here we come, and before you know it, there was probably 100, 150 people there, and there was a message, there was worship, we fed them, connected, got to pray with people, hear their stories. It was absolutely amazing, and it was life-changing. As a matter of fact, our home group just last night was was actually talking about this and reminiscing and saying, we want to reach out. We want to do this again. It was profound, the impact that it had on us. And so, man, Randy, just share a little bit, like, what are some of the coolest moments? What are some of the stories and some of the people that you've, you know, that you guys have impacted and interacted with? Sure. You know, being part of this, I mean, it is a church community. They are our church family. Um, we have amazing highs and amazing lows. And I, I really feel called to kind of share this low, even though you're asking for the yeah, good no, stuff. No, that's good. But, um, you know, we just found out yesterday that one of our longtime uh, members passed away this last week. Mm. And because of the circles we run in, we, yeah. we don't know about it until Sunday when somebody comes and shares. And th- this woman was amazing. She could barely walk. She had been hit by a car more than once. But she found a way to church under the bridge every Sunday, not because she needed food, but she needed that fellowship. She needed Mm. to hear the hope that Jesus was bringing. And she was an inspiration. She would seek me out and give me the biggest hug every Sunday. And it's just, it it hurts. So, you know, church under the bridge, we're going to have a funeral for her at church under the bridge and, you know, celebrate her life and her, um, her love of Jesus. So, sorry to bring you guys down with no. that, but, but that's, you know, that, that's something recent that just yeah. hurt. No, and that's, that's such a, because by the way, and this is, this is kind of a soapbox mine, and so I love that you even brought this up. We say the word church, but in scripture, that word is ecclesia, and the ecclesia isn't a sermon. Now, it may include the sermon. It's not worship, and it may include worship, but ecclesia means the gathering. It is the people that were coming together for one purpose, and that purpose was to worship Jesus. And so the fact that this woman was part of your ecclesia, she was part of that church, 
the reason that it hurts and it's a low is because she was part of the body. You did love her. You did know her. And that's what, my gosh, that's what church is meant to be. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is I think so many of us today, we go to church and I'm saying air quote church and someone in our church may die and we, it doesn't affect us at all because we don't even know who they are. Mm-hmm. And yet here's someone that's part of your ecclesia that you knew and that, and that's what it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. And so even for these homeless people, this is their community. This is truly their church. Yeah. Randy, I, I'd like to know. So before this, mm-hmm. were you consistently serving the houseless or <laughs> was this something just a whole brand new dimension for you? It's a, it's a great question. Me personally, this was so far out of my comfort zone. Mm, uh, yeah. I mean, if, if this pretty girl by my side wasn't asking me to do this, yeah. I probably would not <laughs> yeah. have been there. Um, That's why God gives us wives. <laughs> oh, undoubtedly. And, uh, you know, my history with drug addiction and, um, and alcohol, it, it kind of showed me that you know, some of the things these people are, are struggling with, some of the things my friends are still dealing with under there are, are so close to home and so easy for a person to fall into that horrible, painful lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, many times and in, in, my, in my life, I'm one paycheck away from being out there with them. Yeah. And um, it's, it's that compassion that, you know, God put me through all these trials in my life that said, okay, now I want you to minister to the people that are struggling with this. And it, um, yeah, so long story or long Long answer to your question. No, before this, I hadn't. My wife um, was in home health, and she was, you know, she'd drive by the people on the corner with the signs, and she started giving backpacks and giving, you know, clothes to, to whoever she met with, and she'd stop and pray with them. And I, I can't tell you how many times I was driving down the street and I would see this gentleman holding a sign with my favorite shirt on. <laughs> and I, I, I would, I, wow, that's a coincidence. Or is it? And yeah. I would make the phone call. You know, Honey, are you giving away my clothes? And sure enough, she had. And yeah. uh, she'd met with that guy earlier in the day. She went home, stocked up on clothes, and, and went and gave him. And, wow. you know, it's just you know, funny little stories like that. So she has an amazing heart for um, just those that are hurting. And, yeah. uh, she's an inspiration, and uh, I, I try to support her in any way I can, and it has humbled me yeah. a lot. So, so how many years has it been now? We've been serving officially at Church Under the Bridge. It'll be 12 years in wow. February. Yeah. Wow. So and every single week. Every single week. We did miss a few when they shut down for COVID. Yeah. Um, and, you know, at, after... 10 years, we were so prideful that we'd been here every Sunday and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, okay, well, here's a few weeks off for you. And how's your pride now? And mm-hmm. all right, you're right. This is about God. So yeah, not about, good. not about our consistency. So, um, but yeah, we, we, we pride ourselves on being consistent that these, the congregation knows that we love them. We're there for them. We're going to be there next Sunday for them. We're going to be there next Sunday for them. Um, they can come to us with their highs and their lows and um, share. Yeah. So real quick too, and I'm, 
I want to go back because you did share a low. I do want to hear a high. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to hear some cool stories because I know that there is a million of them that you've got. So the the sad part of uh, the the way Church Under the Bridge is, is that when we have a win, we usually don't hear about it. Mm. We stop seeing our friends coming because they've gone into housing or they've gotten a job or moved in with family. And sometimes we hear it from the grapevine. Um, but we do have... Uh, a couple of people, and one in particular, he um, he was there from the very beginning. I don't know if he was there the first day, but he was definitely there within the first few Sundays mm. and has been there consistently ever since. And he, you know, he's got his own place. He's got his own income. He's got, um, he, he makes crafts for people. And when you came out, he may have visited with you and given you something. The prayer ropes. Yes. Absolutely. And he he shares so much love and so yes. much happiness with anybody that comes down there. He's he's a very big success. Remind me his name. His name's Merle. Merle, that's right. Yes. This guy. And, oh, man, and you're exactly right. Because we were kind of, once again, coming in kind of suburbanites in somewhat intimidated and what exactly, you know, what were we going to say with people? How are you going to connect with someone? And Merle was one of the first guys that showed up early to even set up in just his smile, his demeanor, his love, just welcoming. Cause by the way, it's not just you guys. It's not like you and Sky are the pastors. We do it all. I mean, you, you are kind of in charge of and help run it. But every week there's a group that kind of helps come in or various churches um, that help kind of man. Is that correct? Yes. So, um, you know, in the beginning it was just her and I. And, Mm -hmm. you know, she was doing home health. We were on, you know, we had two incomes and we were still just barely getting by. But then we started having this big expense, you know, three or four hundred dollars in bologna sandwiches or huge pots of chili. And we were we were struggling doing it on our own. and God asked her at that time to quit her job, so it got a little harder. Um, so we had our kids in assembly lines making these meals. Uh, we, it was rough. Uh, and God sent some help. And then we realized how much more we can impact the community and our congregation if we let different churches, different organizations come out and serve um, and we're we're sharing the same message that Jesus is our hope, but we're saying it in different ways. So each pastor that comes out and delivers the word, or each type of worship we have come out, um, might be hitting one of our congregation just a little different. And and that's our that's our goal. We want to see those salvations. We want to see them come back in August for our baptism, and you know, dunk them in the pool. It's yeah. that's. You know, that's another great story is all those stories as they come in the water with us for our annual baptism. Um, I mean, each time we get to dunk somebody, we just, you know, praise God. And no we, kidding. we can hear the angels singing because of yeah. each salvation. It's it's an amazing, amazing blessing. That's so cool. And <clears throat> even things, just handing out bottles of water. You know, we were there in September, October, and it wasn't, the weather was actually pretty mild. It was pretty nice at that time, but just handing out bottles of water, people were so appreciative. We, you know, handed them, they had a meal, they got to come in. I think we had fried chicken that day, and 
um, fried chicken and some sides and they got to eat and they got to basically eat until it's gone. Take seconds, take it with you. Um, and then handing out water and then after the service and the worship and a message. Um, and I think a couple, I mean, there were some salvations even that day. And then afterwards you guys open up what looks like, like a clothing, um, store almost. I mean, where you brought some clothes and they get to come in and get free clothes, like I said. So share about that. What does that look like? So, yeah, that's, that's another thing we bring out is, is we try to provide them with, you know, necessities, basic needs, um, because they can't wash their clothes every day like you and I. And um, so they do need, they do go through them a little faster than we do. And so we, we get tons of donations. We have great volunteers that, that work through those donations. And then, you know, after we deliver the word and, you know, those wonderful salvations, we, we take a minute to, to meet the physical needs mm. of the community. And, you know, we just, take out everything we can, give them everything they could possibly carry if they need it, um, and just you know, try to meet their needs that way. So, Randy, I imagine doing this for 12 years, this kind of work, the amount of work that God's done on your heart, mm. can you share uh, a little bit about that and and how you've seen your heart change over the past 12 years? Sure. Um so, like I said earlier, it, this wasn't, didn't start for me. This wasn't something that I felt comfortable in. Mm-hmm. So, um, I went out there and I lifted the tables and I put up the chairs and then I stood back in the corner and hid until service was over, okay? Yeah. I, I didn't want to socialize. I, I didn't want to, I didn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, and then, as the years went on and all of our congregation have just blessed me with their consistency and their love and their, their gratitude for even the water. Like you said, Trey, um, it's, it's softened my heart and I wouldn't say made me braver, but made me, um, more apt to, to talk to them and love on them. And, you know, I, I get my hugs and I, I sit next to people and we talk and we share uh, we get wins from the week. We hear losses from the week. You know, um, what are you what are you struggling with? How can we help? You know, and and pray over people. And that that was hard for an antisocial person yeah. like me. Is yeah. You know, I, I I just ask God to speak through me, and and He does a lot. Yeah. So, um, and then the the biggest change I think in our family has been perspective. You know, I I go through the week and I think oh got a flat tire mm-hmm. well you know i've got a pretty nice car that's running yeah, and yeah. i go out there and a lot of the people don't and you know i have shoes and they got a little mud on the side a little hole in the side where my toes starting to peek through yeah. and go out there and they have no shoes yeah. and um you know our kids serve with us as much as possible yeah and um they their perspective has changed you know mm-hmm. There's, there's a real difference between needs and wants. Mm. And there's a real compassion for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's huge, huge yeah. impact. I think that was probably the biggest, what you just said right there was the biggest impact on me personally. Because 
I, and like part of me, I feel horrible for even being honest and open about this right now, but there was part of me, frankly, before I'm like, okay, not everyone, but most of them, if you're homeless, it's because you've made a lot of bad choices in your life. You, you know, there's drugs, there's alcohol, there's whatever, and you've made a lot of bad choices. And I know there's some mental illness and, and probably a lot, but I had honestly kind of approached it from that standpoint. And, and I've since repented, <laughs> I'll, you know, put that out there. But I'll tell you what broke my heart, and huh, I'm gonna try to get through it without crying, is that as people were coming in and I was talking, and this woman who came in that was an attractive woman, I mean, honestly, was, you know, was an attractive woman and frankly didn't really look homeless, but I could tell that she was. And, you, you know, people are pushing strollers or carrying backpacks. I mean, uh, often they're carrying everything they own with them. And, and in that culture and environment, I know a lot of times they, they can't let it go or it'll be taken or stolen. So, I mean, it was, she was holding it very close to her and I just, it just didn't seem, she didn't kind of somewhat fit the mold that I had in my mind. And so as I began talking to her and introducing and this and that, and, you know, Hey, what's, what's going on? Why are, you know, what's, why are you here today? What's and just kind of, after having a little bit of conversation she opened up how she had been in an abusive relationship, left, and then her three-year-old daughter had died of some incredibly bizarre, you know, health issue. And she said, basically, I just, I just snapped. I just kind of, and somewhat lost the will to live. And she's like, I had nowhere to go. And, and all of a sudden I went from being, once again, and God forgive me, but I went from being very judgmental to my heart just being absolutely broken. And the more people that talked to that, you know, it was a lot of stories like that. And there were some definitely some bad decisions in there. I'm not saying there's not, Lord knows anyone's heard this podcast. <laughs> I have a list of bad decisions in my life. Um, and so, you know, like you said, one paycheck away from possibly being there. Um, but there was so many people that were there that were just hurt and have their own stories. And it truly broke my heart hearing that. So share a little bit. What do you guys, what do you guys need as an organization? Like, how do you keep going? Cause I know we said kind of groups or churches partner with you guys. What do you need? What does that look like for people to partner with you? So, you know, God has blessed us amazing. I mean, just amazingly and abundantly. And, um, from, you know, getting our pickup repaired so we could pull the trailer to donations for the trailer, the, the audio equipment's all, you know, donations. And, um, you know, we have an abundance of blankets and coats right now that we we're just trying to sort through. Um, right now and, and every day, we just want people to come down. Mm. What, what do we need? We need people to come down and see what you yes. saw. Um, the... The serving every Sunday for 12 years, and it hasn't been every Sunday. You know, I've taken Sundays off. and But I lose, we as volunteers sometimes lose those fireworks, those mm. that excitement that I, I heard in your voice. And yeah. I, you know, I, I get fired up and so excited about it. And then I also, you know, oh, I've got to go do this. I got to go do this. And here goes, you know my whole Sunday and, and get into that selfish, horrible feeling, you know, just selfishness. That's, that's yeah. what it is. 
Um, but when I hear our volunteers share that, and, and I remember the excitement that we've, we have when we hear those big wins, um, that, that's what we need. We need people to come out and love on them, love on our congregation, sit with our congregation, worship with our congregation. Um, you know, volunteer to, to do a service, to, to do worship, to bring out the food, to serve. Um, yeah, I mean, that's... That's awesome. Yeah. So if it's with your, if you've got a home church, if you've got a life group, a community group, or your Sunday school class at your church, sure. and you'd like to honestly get out of your comfort zone a lot, you know, a little bit, um, that's always a good thing. And what I've found is every time I've stepped out of my comfort zone, God's always right there waiting for mm-hmm. me. Um, and so I think this would be an awesome opportunity for anyone out there that, like he said, you know, we, we all kind of compiled a, you know, we chipped in as couples, bought the food, picked it up, brought it down, served it, um, did the message, you know, just loved on people. And it was absolutely life changing. And so how can they find out about church under the bridge? Like where, where would they go to even get information or find out? Sure. We have uh, a website that has all of our information on it. It's under the bridge dot church. Okay, great. Under the bridge dot church. Yeah. I'd like to ask too, the people you're serving, what, what else do they need from us? Um, you know, on a weekly basis, like what can we, you know, I've heard the story about how a missionary or, or something along those lines had come home, felt bad for a family that didn't have any Christmas presents. They went and bought the Christmas presents, took it to the house but then all it did was make the father feel completely inadequate and it wasn't serving him at all. Sure. At least that's how he received it. So in, in that line of thinking, like we as suburbanites want yeah. to go and help and we think of all the, the things that are helpful, but in your experience, what's, what's the real thing that we can go and do that might be out of the box that we haven't thought about? So it's easy for us to say, what can we give, right? Because mm-hmm. it's super easy to go buy a toothbrush and bring right. it down there, or a hundred toothbrushes. The the hard thing to give, a hug, a hug, mm-hmm. uh, respect, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and and that true genuine love that Jesus tells us to give. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I challenge everyone to do. If you see a guy on the street corner, don't avoid eye contact. Yeah. Say hey. You know, you don't have any money, that's fine. But remember, he's your brother. He's my brother. And, uh, you know, when people come down there to, to the, under the bridge, I, I remind them, we remind the volunteers that these are our brothers and sisters, and we love them very much. Um, so not to get too philosophical on you, um, we, we try to meet the needs. We, we do have, you know, the toiletry kits. We do give clothes. Um our vision is we're a church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we, we try to provide so people that may not normally come to church would come. They'll come for a meal. They'll come for you know a free T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have lots of donations for that. But the real thing is is your respect. Uh, yeah. Just you know take that time. Yep. I think that's the thing that Jesus, I mean, the lepers, the people that were outcasts, the, you know, the man at the 
the man by the pool of Bethsaida, time after time, exactly what you're saying is Jesus would walk right up to someone, look at them, address them, touch them, um, where no one else would even want to be around them. And I know that I had a friend that worked for a rescue mission um, years ago that kind of said that same thing, that talking to so many of the people that were homeless, when people quit looking at them, quit talking to them, and, you know, it's usually something on our part because we're afraid they're going to ask for money, so we try not to make eye contact. I mean, let's just be real honest here. And so because we don't know what to say or we don't want to give money, and so we look away. But that begins to erode a person's dignity, their self-worth. They begin to believe they're not even worth talking to, that they're not even worth your eye contact or your attention. And what that does to the soul of someone, and that was never my intention, but regardless, that's what I was doing. And I think that reminder is such a great reminder hearing that from you, Randy, that, man, even if you don't have any money to give, that's okay. Give give some attention, give some dignity, just looking at someone, addressing them, you know, telling them, God bless you, or can I pray for you, or whatever it may be. But that dignity is what they're lacking more than anything. Um, one thing to add in that aspect is uh, my mother-in-law. She's an amazing, loving woman, but very shy. Mm. She started to come out to serve with us. And she has, you know, usually distanced herself from those conversations, kind of like I did. We'd stand back in the corner. But over the years, she's grown into the most extroverted person you can imagine. <laughs> and as the food line is is uh, gathering and, the, and everybody's lining up, ready to eat, she starts at the front and gives every single person that showed up a big hug. Mm. And people will seek her out for their hug. If she misses them, if they come late, they'll <laughs> come find her. And the, the energy that her hugs give these people Friends of ours, it, it's it's amazing to see that. Wow. Um, so, again, it's just so much excitement, so much love. It's indescribable. Like you said, I, I could have given you the stories, but when you came down and experienced it, yeah, um, it's so much more than, than words can describe. Man. Well, Randy, thank you so much for being here today. This was... Um, amazing just to hear kind of in what you guys do and i want everyone hearing this involved yep. under the bridge dot church um, is the website and i think you guys even have a facebook page mm -hmm. yes. and so you can find them on facebook church under the bridge um, great organization go give go give your time and that at the end of the day jesus said where a treasure is there our heart is also and for so many of us you know, we often think treasure and we think money and that for a lot of people is for, but for a lot of us, it's our time. Mm -hmm. And man, if you want to have a true life change, give your time. That's our treasure. And I promise you, God's going to reward it and he's going to do something in you and your heart. Yeah. And I would challenge all of you. The one thing you can definitely do, even as you're listening to this is just sending your prayers yes. to this ministry and the people that are going there. Like we know that that does not come back void yeah. You, your prayers, your words are powerful, and we know that the Church Under the Bridge congregation will feel that. And so please pray for this organization because they're doing incredible work. Absolutely.
So Randy, thank you again. Thank you for everything you do. And you guys check out Church Under the Bridge. Thank you both. Appreciate you. God bless you.